Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm I'm a terrible human being. I knew I was gonna forget to do something. And I forgot to put together your open. I am so <laughs> incredibly sorry. Jeremy Bennett here. We'll get there eventually. Wednesday. Oh, I swear. I'm going to put it in my phone right now. A reminder to cut that open. I, ha- I have all the pieces. I just have to do a simple. It'll take me five minutes. I could probably do it <laughs> while you're doing your opening monologue here. And then take time. The open. T- take two. Take two. <laughs> Jesus. My goodness. Oh. A busy week, busy, busy week. It is not SP3 here on a Wednesday. It is Jeremy Bennett taking his normal spot here on Wednesday, recapping NXT and all of the big news, including the saga of Roman Reigns. Is he staying? Is he going? Is he gonna pull a veer? Is he coming? Is he going? What's what the hell is happening here with Roman Reigns? Apparently, he's gonna be working some less dates this summer. Don't panic. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Remember, don't panic there, folks. But the fact that people are panicking should be a wake-up call to WWE. We will get into that. Also, some things that are very, very confusing. Two major reports coming out yesterday that make no sense whatsoever. Jeremy, we're going to dive into both of those. One is the fact that they are actually going to be moving forward with a tag team title unification match, but not unifying the tag titles okay that makes sense uh secondly we have gotten five weeks now of Lacey evans vignettes on smackdown here to set her up for a big swerve that she's actually a heel which i i kind of bought into like i i actually bought into that by the time they rolled around with like her fourth and fifth fifth vignette i'm like okay they're trolling us they want us to hate her so the the heel part i get i'm not focusing on that what I'm focusing is, is now all of a sudden she's a raw superstar, according to reports. That does not make a ton of sense. We will dive into that as well. Got a little bit of some raw leftovers I want to get into that SB3 and I didn't have time to get in on yesterday's show. And then, yes, it was ladies night on NXT. Gotta love that. Look, as a huge advocate for women's wrestling, Jeremy, I can't be more happy with what I've seen on Monday Night Raw, what I saw on NXT last night. It is just a smorgasbord. It's like WWE has all of a sudden decided to focus on the ladies across the board, maybe with the exception of what's going on on SmackDown. We'll see how Friday shakes out, but it's been women's heavy wrestling this week, and I'm all for it, man. Yeah, and plus it was a a pretty good episode of NXT 2.0 as well. Uh, uh, Some good matches uh, all throughout the uh, all across the board. Uh, I mean, outside of the you know the 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 tournament matches were were kind of uh, expect, expected squashes but uh you know there were some good matches there especially the main event was pretty good as well uh some funny stuff with chase uh with chase you uh finding saray's magical powers uh i thought that was kind of funny uh overall pretty enjoyable nxt tonight uh chase may have had the the line of the night where he's like looks stunned like we have a foreign language program <laughs> 
that whole yeah. backstage exchange with uh, Saray was pretty dang. Yeah, that was funny how Bodie just busted out. Yeah, I knew what she, I knew what she was saying. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in I, I take it, you know, Japanese 2.0 or whatever yeah. the heck it was that he said. But uh, yeah, it was <laughs> 2.0 was was nice touch there as well but uh overall yes yeah, some some enjoyable things last night again a lot of women's wrestling heavy i would have uh maybe possibly preferred a tag team title switch because i feel like they're they're feeding roxanne perez now uh too many losses here at the start of her uh, young career in nxt or i mean you are talking about a former uh ring of honor women's champion at this point she's already well accomplished it's not like she's that inexperienced Maybe it might be time here sooner rather than later for Toxic Attraction to kind of like move on a little bit. Because if there's one thing that we saw on NXT last night, look, the, the, the future's there, man. They may not be ready right now, but the future's there. You got a deep bench. Toxic Attraction could be better used elsewhere. We'll get into all of that here on today's episode. But first things first, got to... Thank our friends over at Bet Online. We would not be here without them. Shut up, computer updates. Uh, they continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information. Find all the latest developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting. Your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device. Sign up and join. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That is B L E A V. Yeah. To receive your 50 yeah. welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And by the way, before we dive into everything, just a quick reminder, guys, time is running out. We got three weeks left for you guys to get registered to win two tickets. I said two tickets to Money in the Bank in Las Vegas, July 2nd. Hop on this right here. It's real simple. Go to my pinned tweet at Rick Uccino. Retweet that pinned tweet and then subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. You're here watching anyway. Pound the subscribe button. Also, pound that thumbs up button. It, it really helps grow our audience, and we do appreciate that. But you got to retweet the tweet to register. So if you're already subscribed to the channel, just go to my Twitter page and hit retweet. It's it. You're done. You're in. Throw in a so, comment or two, too. That helps as well. Yeah, that helps as well. We appreciate you guys joining us, uh, as always, uh, here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel. So, uh, Jeremy, as he always is, Roman Reigns has uh, been in the headlines, whether he's wrestling or whether he's not wrestling, and he hasn't been doing a whole lot of that on television as of late. Uh, in fact, we, we still don't even know who his next challenger for the WWE Universal Championship is going to be, even though WWE does have uh, a myriad of options uh, in front of them right now. It appears they're narrowing in on a couple of people, but Latest reports have everybody looking toward the summer, past Hell in a Cell, past Money in the Bank, right around that Summer Slam. The what was what's the UK pay per view called again? The uh, Clash, Clash of the Castle. Castle in Cardiff, Wales. Right, big big huge pay per view. All of a sudden, reports are coming out, and they're varying reports. Right, that like he's going to be taking time off. He's been pulled from all the live events. He's been pulled from all the advertising. He might be. Uh, filming a movie or this that and the other thing that was speculation then all of a sudden you have guys like fightful and and the matman podcast with andrew zarian saying hey look here's what's actually kind of going on at least what they have been told directly from wwe so here is the latest breakdown our lead story today roman reigns is still set for television and premium live events this summer he has just simply been pulled 
from like live events, house shows, things of that nature. He has signed a new deal. He's not going away. I know everybody got all in a tizzy when he <laughs> cut that promo in Trenton, New Jersey, saying he's he all elite. He don't know if he's, oh my God, did you see that? Like, what is that? Wrestling bananas or whatever the hell Twitter account that was who tweeted no. out that somebody tweeted out, man. Like, I think it was like wrestling bananas or something like that. They tweeted out that a fake wrestling observer quote that wrote that AEW was expected to sign Roman Reigns within the next few months to like a $10 million guaranteed deal. And people actually ran with that. Oh Guys, boy. Check the sources before you, before you just run off with that kind of stuff. Because that's absolutely absolutely uh, ridiculous. There's no way the WWE would let Roman Reigns get away to another company. They're gonna yeah. he's gonna go to Hollywood one day, one day soon, but not tomorrow. He has signed a new deal. That is part of the report. But he's gonna be working less dates. So that's that's the big thing here. He's gonna be working less dates. That's why he said sayonara to Trenton, New Jersey, because they don't go to Raw, SmackDown. They don't get the pay per views in Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. So no. he don't know if he's going to be doing house shows if and when he's ever going to be back in Trenton, New Jersey, in front of the crowd there. So that's why he was saying goodbye. That's why he's being pulled from local advertisements and things like that. It's because, look, he's a smart guy. He's getting a little long in the tooth as far as his full-time wrestling career is, is going on here. He's been at it for, what, 10 years now at this point? I mean, he's, he's going. He's got aspirations for later. He's been going pedal to the metal, especially for the last two years. Now is the WWE and Universal Champion, so he he knows that you know his time as a full time competitor is going to be winding down here over the next few years. He wants to save his bump card. Totally get it, totally understandable. But Jeremy, I think the bigger issue here is the fact that people start hearing that Roman Reigns is going to be working less dates, or he's going to be taking time off, or he might be leaving soon, and the panic sets in. Like end of the world level panic on the IWC going, huh? huh what are they going to do? Who's going to win the title off of Reigns? What's going to happen? Are they just going to, are they just going to leave? Are they, are they going to have both the titles be off television with Roman Reigns for a while? Like, cause nobody's ready. Oh my God. What are we going to do? If that ain't a wake up call to WWE to say, Hey, maybe we should start booking some people to the level of Roman Reigns, or at least build up some credible challengers to Roman Reigns. Like you have some options for his next opponents. But do we actually think any of them are going to win and take the title off of them? Because I don't. I think your three biggest options right now are Orton, McIntyre, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Do we think either one of those guys is going to be the guy to take the belt off of Reigns? Because I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Drew is the one that takes the title off of him. Um, they're building him back up, and they've built him back up since he's lost the world title. It's been about two years now, I think, since he's held that title. And, uh, you know, as time went it'll be, on. It'll be two years at SummerSlam. Or like the week after SummerSlam because he wanted it payback because they did that weird thing where they had a pay-per-view and then a week later they had another pay-per-view. So Bray Wyatt won the Universal Championship and then Roman showed up and then a week later he beat uh, him and Strowman in the main event. So it's coming up on two years is with the title now. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't expect Reigns to be uh, or I didn't expect Drew to be the guy to uh, end Reigns' streak, which is now coming up on almost it'll be three years in October that he's yet to be pinned in singles competition but the more yeah it's getting there the more and more as time goes on uh, i feel that um i thought it was october when corbin beat him no it was tlc tlc it was december and tlc of 2019 which by the way that was the last time that there wasn't a uh wwe or universal title match on a pay-per-view until this past weekend at wrestlemania backlash so there you go that's the only reason why that's fresh in my mind is because you know we got 
it. And I wonder, uh, hmm. I wonder if Drew takes it off of him at Hell in a Cell, and then we get Drew and Tyson Fury in Wales at Clash of the Castle, because um, I think they're starting to build Drew up again. I don't know if I, you know, there's a reason why they started pulling the trigger so soon and then changed the plans at WrestleMania Backlash, and I think it's to set up Hell in a Cell next month. I don't look. Drew makes a ton of sense from the fact that he is probably going to be heavily featured at the two big shows this summer. One being SummerSlam in Nashville, which is his home away from home. He lives in Nashville. Uh, so he's the, the hometown kid there. So he's going to have a big match, whether it's for the, the uh, universal championship or not, he's going to be heavily featured on that card. He still is the top baby face on SmackDown right now. And then a month later, you have that big UK show in Wales. So he may win the title there. He may go in as the champion, or he could simply be going up against Tyson Fury and not be involved in the championship whatsoever. They have options that they can do for Drew, but he does seem like the most likely person considering the timing and the location of these two major shows, these huge stadium shows that they have going on um, later on, both in... So that would be what the end of July and then like early September is when both of those shows are. So maybe you could have, maybe you could have drew win it at SummerSlam and then maybe reigns wins it back in the, in the UK. I, I don't know if WWE would do that kind of a move, but to end Roman Reigns' streak at two years, just to put the belt back on him. I don't know if they would do that. I still think the long game is Cody Rhodes, but I don't know if they're going to do it that quickly. The only way he can do it is by winning money in the bank because he's on Raw right now, which has no world champion. Of course, the rumors are they are still thinking about creating a brand new world championship, which makes absolutely no sense to me. No sense whatsoever. Because you obviously show that's the theme of the show is trying to make the sense of the senseless here because our top three stories here today make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, you have uh you already have obviously the decades of lineage of the WWE championship and then you've got uh the universal title which you've finally, you know, you you've you've built your own new title in the past 10 years. Uh, in, though it's not 10 years old, but just, let's just say in the past 10 years you introduced yourself a world title, now it has some lineage and now what are you doing? You're combining it and for what reason? Who knows. Uh so we don't know where that's going. So the only way that Cody's the only ticket uh, for Cody is probably money in the bank unless WWE just uh, ignores the bland, the brand split, uh, you know, with him, with, with Reigns having both titles and cause he had been showing up on both shows for a while leading up to WrestleMania, but that is Cody. Uh, otherwise that's Cody's only ticket is to win money in the bank. Now, of course it's, it's conspicuous that he's doing all the promo stuff for that show. Uh, yeah. You know, so. And and, and and weird wording talking about a chance to main event WrestleMania in, in those promos. And that has a lot of people confused because it's like, yeah, oh, I, I guess you I guess you could if you cashed in money in the bank and then held on to the championship all the way up until WrestleMania, which may, in fact, be how that goes. Or you but win yeah, the title and you still have it at the at WrestleMania. Maybe that's what they were going with. I don't yeah, know. But again, just just very weird wording. Uh, But, you know, obviously they're they're. I don't think anything major is happening at Hell in a Cell. I just don't. You want to know why? Because they're promoting the hell, pun intended, out of money in the bank before Hell in a Cell even shows up. 
right? Yeah, they're, that's the thing. They're that's not the even thing. talking about Hell in a Cell right now. So that's going to be another one of these. Well, it's one of these premium live events, but we're going to push yeah. everything off until we get to a bigger premium. If it ain't in a stadium, nothing of importance is probably happening. At that yeah, and, and that's the thing right now. You don't have a title feud set up outside of maybe Drew McIntyre. Uh, right now, your, your Hell in a Cell match is probably going to be Cody and Seth. Yeah. And then you're going to have a women's match somewhere in there. I don't know if it's going to be uh, Ronda and Charlotte. Uh, you know, I don't know how long, you know, I don't know how long Charlotte's taken off. A lot of rumors surrounding the fact that she's uh, the injury is for the wedding, which, you know, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she she ain't going to be around for probably this next. This best. So Ronda's got to start something soon. So but do you really have a women's feud that you could put in a cell? You don't really. So you do actually do you? you do okay. and this live, is live live and live in uh Rhea? and Rhea, and this is something that sb3 and i talked about on yesterday's show give me a six-person mixed tag inside hell in a cell inside the cell that'd be good yeah because that's your other that's your other give me, give me the judgment day yeah this is the you know two bullet club leaders and live morgan because that's me, your other me. option for hell in a cell is the is that whole feud which has been really uh after monday night i think has been coming along real nice with uh, the fact that they didn't turn Finn heel, uh, the crowd loves it because they love yes, those two guys. They haven't together. turned him yet. He can yeah, still be manipulated. So, I still think it's coming, but yeah. not pulling the trigger after a week that does give some time for this to kind of breathe here a little bit. They did progress the feud nicely on Monday, so I think that would be a good thing to do. Is a in something WWE has never done a six person intergender Hell in a Cell match. I think uh, yes, I th please give me yeah. things I haven't seen before. Yeah, right, like. That you 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 have now set up a faction where you actually have a woman involved with it, which is something that they have not been willing to do a whole lot in WWE. So, okay, don't have Rhea Ripley sitting on the sidelines. You already did the one-on-one -on -one match with Ripley and, and Lib Morgan. You've already done that. Don't book that three more times. Don't need to see it. But if you want to set up something with Hell in a Cell between the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian or I always do that. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. And just let me see a more barbaric side of, of Liv Morgan inside Hell in a Cell. I'd be all for it. I would be all for it. Liv Morgan always shows up in those kind of matches and you know, just keep her in the spotlight. Because that was the biggest concern I had with Rhea Ripley joining the judgment day, is what would happen with Liv Morgan. I knew she was gonna get her ass kicked on Raw. That, that was inevitable. She was going to get her ass whooped. And Finn and, and Finn and AJ really didn't help her. No, no. They Jeff Hardied the hell out of that thing <laughs> as they just decided to strut down to the ring, do their too sweet, boink, and then, you know. And we didn't even see Liv the rest of the night, so. Yeah, and we, well, obviously, because uh, she she was selling her ass off. But uh, so they, they have some options that they could do there for Hell in a Cell, but I would not be surprised if Roman Reigns' next opponent is Shinsuke Nakamura. Because he came out on, on SmackDown this past Saturday and said, hey, I ain't done with you. I want my shot. You got to show it a blah, blah. Sammy told on him. Yeah, and Sammy told on him. So it seems really, really weird that they would start something with Nakamura mm. and not address it for three weeks. Start something with Drew only to bring up Nakamura again without addressing Nakamura again. Because once he starts with Drew, that's going for several months. I, yeah. I really believe that. So if you're not going to do anything major at Hell in a Cell, and that's just me speculating here, because again, 
They ain't promoting it. I'm going with what my eyes tell me, and no. they are already looking ahead to Money in the because Bank. They promoted stadium in Vegas. They promoted both shows like almost literally right after, like literally minutes after they promoted Hell in a Cell. They turned around and promoted Money in the Bank at WrestleMania yeah. Backlash. You know, and my my initial thought was that they were going to do Drew and Roman, and the title would change at Hell in a Cell only because they started that feud so prematurely uh with, with making this a six-man tag so yeah and i think here, here's the other thing that happens if you if you if you do roman and nakamura right because we talked about three options the most three likely options right now are are orton nakamura and mcintyre if you want to say mcintyre if you want to say mcintyre for SummerSlam and cardiff right the the two the uk show you want to save them for those two stadium shows you could get Nakamura out of the way, and that opens up some time for RK Bro to drop the Raw Tag Team Championships, and then Orton and Reigns could do their thing maybe at Hell in a Cell, and uh. that could be kind of their option, and then you get into Drew McIntyre. Because again, I still think the long-term story there is Cody, but first things first there, Jeremy, they got to drop the Raw Tag Team titles, and maybe they're going to do that. But then again, well, as long as they, they don't turn Orton, I'll be fine with that. But I definitely like oh, the prospect together, just because they drop. Yeah, the belts, you know. but I, I Orton's already it's already came out that Orton's vetoed the split many times already. So I think he still has that power. Uh, man, and Orton's not it has not been any hotter in almost in his career as he is right now. So I would not hate uh, him going at Reigns at all yeah, no at all but the first but first things first is they got to drop the belts and that might happen mm, but it might to. not happen don't Let's have to this. you don't have to it's time to answer the five counts on the believe podcast network i do say they have to i do say they have to because i don't want and this is this is what happens like every time that like they do this with a tag team i don't want championships to have to fall to the wayside I don't want Riddle to just have to be relegated to, oh, I'm here for Randy as he takes Randy. down Randy, as he takes down Roman Reigns. I don't want Riddle to be relegated to that. All right. Like I want these guys, if you're gonna have RK Bro still be a thing and be tag team champions, that's great. Keep them in the tag team division. If Orton's an option, let's put the tag team titles on somebody else so the tag team can, division can still thrive and still get its time. And then let Orton focus on on something else, unless you're going to make Orton a double champion, which I don't think they're going to do. But regardless, <laughs> according to it's, it's on way, fire as he's been, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him as fire I, as he's been this I year. I never will bet against WWE putting a championship on Charlotte or Randy Orton, and I still think Randy Orton's going to get to 17 one day, especially mm. if he uh, continues to wrestle until he's. I don't know old. if they didn't if they never years, did it with man. Cena. If they never did it with Cena, I don't think they're doing it. I, I think Randy's the kind of guy that they would do it with. But it doesn't matter because Charlotte might get to freaking 20 uh, oh. at this point. So she'd still She's have. definitely going to match daddy. Uh, there's a guarantee right there. Absolute 100% slam dunk guarantee that is going to happen. Uh, but regardless, uh, still talking about RK bro here. And everybody was kind of excited about this, this tag team title unification match that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania Backlash before the rug got pulled out from under it. And now Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer is reporting that they're going to go back to that match now. They are actually going to have the title unification match. But here's the rub. They have no plans to unify the tag team titles. None whatsoever. So they're going to go through 
with the tag team title unification match, but they're not going to bother to unify the tag titles, which means shenanigans, BS, DQ finish, some kind of bull crap coming up at the end here. Jeremy, number one on the five count here. If you're not going to go through with unifying the tag team championships, why are you going through with the match? This seems so bass backwards to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? If, been... you didn't ha- if you didn't have, right, if you didn't have any plans of unifying the tag team titles, you spent weeks building up this match only to pull the rug out from under it to add Roman and Drew to it. Why are you then going back to it to have another DQ finish? Why didn't you just... Do this match at WrestleMania Backlash. Roman and Drew could have gotten involved, causing the disqualification to set up the six-man tag at Hell in a Cell. Well, maybe... This this (laughs) is flying by the seat of your pants at its finest. This is a make good. This is, oh, damn, the crowd wanted to see this match. Well, let's give them this match, even though we don't have plans to unify the titles. That's what this screams to me. Yeah, and... uh... It, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense because everybody thought it also was going to be like the main event of the show because uh, there was no Roman originally on the show. Uh, but, you know, if you if you get um, maybe they don't think Cody and, and Rollins is a hell in a cell worthy matchup. And, and that's and no, maybe they're is. putting these and maybe they put these two tag teams in. it. I don't know. <sighs> OK, so now here's the other problem. So now all of a sudden you're going to have a tag team title unification match. That's not going to end in a tag team title unification inside hell in a cell. You remember the last time they did a DQ, no contest finish inside hell in a cell. There was almost a riot, (laughs) but if it's not for the title, does it matter if you don't have to have a DQ? Uh, If it's not for the title, hell, but but they're, but that's what, Meltzer says they're doing the match, but they're not unifying the belts. Yeah, yeah. Unless, so, somebody, unless somebody's winning to become a double champion, somebody doesn't know the definition of unification backstage. Because there's we no still title, don't know if Roman is one champion or not. If you look on WWE.com, he's still listed as both the WWE and Universal Champion. He's listed yeah. as a double champion, not a unified champion. And Vince doesn't even know what he's doing right now. He, he probably won't know until the week of. It's just like Raw when he changes it. Ten, ten minutes tell day of this has been flying by the seat of their pants ever since reigns got covid and and on at day one yeah and they have just been trying to decide what the hell they want to do ever since they took the wwe title off of Big E. yeah it's such a mess that i don't even know what to do i mean i didn't even consider it to be a hell in a cell match until now uh until literally right now no they can't if they're not if they're gonna have a title unification match that's going to have a non-finish. It can't be inside Hill in a Cell. It just but, can't. And again, this is what Meltzer's reporting and what he's heard. Meltzer's he's saying that. Yeah, Meltzer's saying that it's not even going to be for the titles. So it's like. No, he said they're going through with the unification match, but not um, unifying the belts. Which yeah. he speculated meant a DQ finish. Or there's a winner and they hold four belt. They each hold two belts and then go to both shows, which they've yet to do with Roman yet uh because they yeah. don't again vince has no idea what he's doing with the world title right now he doesn't know if he wants to split them back up or create a new title or what and hence we didn't get a title match on sunday and we are still waiting to see if there will be one at hell in a cell just strap in folks because this is this plans they are a changing constantly at least yeah. that's my belief because <clears throat> look and this is something that, you know, Meltzer even alluded to, right? Like he said, look, this this was always the plan all along to do that six-man tag at WrestleMania Backlash. That's what a source told him. Yeah. I'm sorry. I see 
better than I hear. And judging by what I've seen creatively, none of this stuff lines up or makes any kind of sense if this was the plan all along. I would love to see your Tony Khan notebook, right, of of booking plans for, for, for weeks out. I would love to see that, please. Uh, there's no such out. thing of that, by the way. <laughs> not, not in WWE. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want more proof of that? For five weeks, Jeremy. Five weeks. We got Lacey Evans vignettes on, on SmackDown. First couple, I was all on board. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. They're doing something different with her. They're doing something honest with her. They're they're letting Lacey kind of showcase who she is, where she's come from, told her story, you know, get the crowd behind her a little bit. This is going to be a really great baby face turn for her. Um, and, you know, this is this is a character that I think some people out there could could relate to. Right. And then they just kept going with it. They just kept going with it. Kept going with it. There's a rule of threes, Jeremy. All right. At three, you stop because less is more. Three is perfect. When you start doing a fourth promo and going, okay, here it goes. It's like, all right, let's wrap this up. Then you do a fifth one and you're like, okay, this is annoying me. And they did that because it was designed to. It was designed to. And then she comes out on SmackDown and they're saying, Lacey Evans demands your respect, your attention, stand and applaud her and everything that she's gone through. And I'm like, that is a total heel move. They completely swerved us. And but I the crowd cheered. <laughs> but the crowd did cheer a little bit. Um, so, but again, total so, heel so we moving her to Raw and starting all these vignettes over. So does that mean we have four more weeks of these vignettes? I don't. I don't and know. Then, and then, and then, SmackDown. and then, and then she showed up on SmackDown. <clears throat> then, then we they get, start. so we, we just restart these vignettes and then we get four more weeks of these. And then we get four months of Lacey Evans is coming to raw. She <sighs> is the new Veer people. Well, this is that, what they're doing. That might be what they're going to be doing with her because like, this, this, okay. There's so much of this that doesn't make sense. No. Because she's needed more on SmackDown than she is on Raw. We had 13 women featured on Raw this past Monday. Chef's Kiss, that's great. That's awesome. Two of them are SmackDown superstars. Guess what? You didn't need to have those SmackDown superstars there because you still had Queen Zelina and Carmella who were sitting on the bench last week. So you still could have had 13 women on the show last week. This past Monday, anyway. Moving Lacey over to a stacked raw roster that is already deep in both faces and heels, regardless of what Lacey's going to be, does not make any sense. And if you don't know what we're talking about, PW Insider confirming that, yes, Lacey is a heel. They did pull that swerve on us, which that made sense to me. I saw that on Friday. I saw that this past Friday on SmackDown. I'm like, they're making her a heel. That's actually kind of brilliant the way that they set that up. They wanted us to hate her. They wanted us to mute her by the time she started doing her fifth promo, which is exactly what I did. That made sense to me. I'm not mad at that. What I'm mad at is the fact that they're now moving her over to Raw, where she's going to get lost in the shuffle, where she could be used on SmackDown. Because you know who needs an opponent? Ronda Rousey needs an opponent. If Charlotte Flair is gone for two weeks, two months, however long it's going to be, Ronda needs a heel that can step up to her and challenge for the championship. Lacey just cut a promo this past Friday saying she's going to become the SmackDown Women's Champion, and two days later, she's being moved to Monday Night Raw internally. Flying by the seat of their pants and doing things that don't make sense. Unless there's a trade in the works to move somebody like Sonya Deville, 
who technically didn't have a brand. She was just fired on Monday as a, as a WWE official. So I guess she could move over to SmackDown. Unless you're going to pull some kind of a move like that, this makes no damn sense. Because who's going to challenge Char- uh, who's going to challenge Ronda Rousey now? Like, what are you going to have her do if Charlotte ain't there? Is it going to be Zia Lee? She hasn't been on TV in weeks. Is and, it going to uh, be who else is a heel on that brand? T- turned her heel suddenly too. Is it going to be Shotzi? Shotzi, who she just decimated in the the beat the clock challenge. Bailey's co- could be coming back. Yeah. So but you don't have Bailey lose her first feud, and I, you know, and you never know. I mean, you could have you could turn around to heel and have Bailey Bailey be a babyface and that. I, but I almost think that that's <clears throat> that they they would be forced to do that. And SP3 brought this up because so many people are going to be happy that Bailey's back. Yeah. That Bailey should be brought back as a babyface. So that yeah. actually doesn't help. SmackDown's biggest issue is they need a heel that the crowd will hate. This crowd already hates Lacey Evans. Yeah, and they cheered her last week because guess what? They 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 told her to cheer, and all the casuals are like, "Oh yeah, this yeah. is where we clap now." They held up the applause sign. This is where we clap now. That's why she got her out of applause last week. Nobody remembers Lacey Evans from two years ago, who was uh, some pregnant by Ric Flair. Yeah, who we were alluded to believe that she was banging Ric Flair, and guess what? That Lacey Evans was supposed to win a championship before she got pregnant. Yeah, and I ain't never really thought that this was heel i i didn't make it didn't make sense to me that it was well, i saw that report and i was wondering uh maybe they just didn't update the internal report and they just carried over what she was before she left and she was a heel then uh because to me i still thought it was babyface um at least i i, I haven't really uh I, I understand what you say but i still think she was a babyface in this whole thing uh, it guess, wasn't until the fifth time it wasn't yeah. until the fifth time where i'm going they want us to be annoyed at this point. And I didn't watch SmackDown this week because I was gone Friday and Saturday. By the time I get to Sunday, it's time for backlash anyway. So I was like, well, I, I you know, I'm not going to get this in. So I, you know, maybe if I would have watched SmackDown and saw that, I would have would have had a different story. But I, I just to me, you don't tell that type of story and have her be a heel, in my opinion. And yeah. that's why they cheered her. So. And that's why this even makes even less sense that she's a heel going to a different brand. Uh, but hey, look, they just turned Zia Lee heel for no damn reason either. So yeah, but okay, so you got Zia Lee who's a heel, you got Shotzi who's a heel, but neither have been on television long enough for people to remember or really. And I'm talking about the casuals here, uh, care yeah. who they are because they haven't been on television. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia both heels, but. They're in this tag team title feud, and they're one of only two or three tag teams that you have right now. So do you split them up? What do you do there? And then, yeah, you got Sasha and Naomi. Okay, both baby faces. They're your tag team champions. You have Raquel Rodriguez, who should be a heel, but you brought her up as smiling, sexy Latina, who is a baby face. And then you have Aaliyah. If Bailey doesn't show up on SmackDown, I don't know what the hell they're doing from a depth standpoint. I don't know what they have against building their depth on SmackDown because Raw's getting all the big fish. Unless like, all the big, and I'm not even saying like Lacey's that big of a fish, but she adds depth. She's a logical next opponent for Ronda Rousey because there's no way Ronda's losing to her next first opponent anyway. No. So bringing in Bailey is kind of counterproductive this point to challenge yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, unless Ronda's disappearing for some time too, and we just don't know about it. I don't know. It just I mean, seems like poor planning. Gee, you think? 
This is totally head scratching. I don't know why you would uh, you. This is like, this is like a team who is okay. Let's say the Reds, right? Like SmackDown's the Reds. Okay, they're like six and twenty-three. They ain't going anywhere. Oh, here's here's Luis Castillo. What do you want for him, Raw? You're a championship contender, right? Let's let's go ahead and we'll just give you that, and you can give us some prospects, maybe or whatever. That's what this feels like. This feels like a brand that's not ready to compete. That's selling off pieces to a team that's like trying to win a playoffs. That's how I'm like the analogy I could come up with here because they just added a, a, a 14th person to a raw roster. And it's like, wh- where is Lacey going to go? Like her booking or her, the depth on raw is so deep. She's lost. This is a bad move for Lacey. She should be screaming to be put back on Fox, which by the way, has the biggest audience is a bad move for Lacey. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, one of the things that I'm excited about, or at least I was until I kind of saw the presentation last night. And this is something we talked about last week. We were both on board with putting Piper Niven and Nikki cross together as a tag team, mostly because the tag team division needs tag teams and they weren't doing anything with either one of these ladies. So this was, this was fine. Excited about this. These two have history with one another. They know one another. They've trained with each other in the past. They've wrestled each other in other promotions. This makes a ton of sense on paper, putting these two together, especially if you lean into the history that they have with one another. Instead, here's what we got on Monday. What we got on Monday was they're immediately put into a match with the tag team champions because, of course, uh, they had no TV entrances whatsoever. They were given the Dick from Dayton uh, local local legend uh, introduction. Nikki, of course, lost the match because she got overzealous and was booked as the weak link. And I'm going, okay, I've I've seen this song and dance before. I've seen this with the last couple of Nikki ASH tactics. Like ever since Nikki, hell, even before when she won the Raw Women's Championship, she has not been booked strong. She has constantly either been put down by commentary or booked to be the weak link in tag teams. And she is constantly losing. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, is this more the same? Or is there actually a story that is being built here where Dewdrop is trying to get Nikki back up to a respectable level? Because even afterwards, she's like berating her in the ring going, you need to get serious. So is this kind of the avenue to get Nikki out of the superhero costume and into something else? And for these two to actually be a serious tag team, or is this just more of the same? And the only thing that I can think of is this might be more of the same because how do you build up a new tag team when you don't have other tag teams for them to wrestle? I think it is, uh, it is part of the plan. I think this is, um, part of the plan. Uh, and basically, uh, dude drops going to force Nikki to get ditch the superhero gimmick and then they are reintroduced. So it's perfectly fine that they didn't get an entrance or whatnot on monday because short on time. they were running short well, on time anyway that and you know we're gonna get rid of the superhero gimmick eventually so once we have these people as a true tag team then that's when we'll focus on this and they will probably be uh you know they'll probably i i, I bet you don't be surprised by the time we get towards hell in a cell they'll probably be the top contender for sasha and and naomi whether it be at SummerSlam or hell in a cell maybe too soon for some uh hell in a cell Hell, they may leave the women. They'll probably leave the women's tag team title match. Uh, that that titles probably won't even be defended at Hell in a Cell. They'll probably build this for SummerSlam. 
It's a bigger show anyways. And by then, they will be a cohesive team and, and be considered a legitimate threat. Right now, this is all just story to get Nikki out of that gimmick. Probably right. But then again, you you come up to with and this is why I'm going to answer the question here. Right. Is there a story being told with Piper and Nikki or should we be concerned? And my answer is a little bit of both. My answer is a little bit of both, because to build up a tag team, you have to have people for them to beat and they don't have anybody for them to beat. Are, are Queen Zelina and Carmella still a tag team? I don't know. We haven't seen them for two weeks ever since they got the shit slapped out of them by Sonya Deville. Yeah, and they still, they had broken up this. like two or three weeks before that, and now like they were kind of hired guns. Who knows what the hell is going on there? You got fourteen women on the roster. You could form some more tag teams, but you you just formed this one. It didn't help that they were already in their first match as a tag team thrust up against the champions. You knew that they were going to lose. You knew that yeah. Nikki was going to be the one that took the pinfall there. So how do they build themselves back up? I think I have a solution. By the way. They go to NXT. They go down to NXT and they beat the Cadens and the, the Katanas of the world, right? They, they beat some of these younger tag teams. Put them on NXT to get some tune-up matches. Have that be part of the story where Piper kind of like gets Nikki back to her roots and gets some, some tune-up matches, right? Fight some inferior talent. Maybe even bring up some of these NXT people up to Raw for a cup of coffee like they did with, with Braun Breaker, right? Like, give them a cup of coffee on the main roster and give these ladies some wins or at least give them some wins over some local talent. Something. What I yeah. don't want to see is them, oh, we're going to lose to the tag team champions over and over and over again for three weeks until finally they coerce Adam Pierce into giving him a tag team title shot and then they randomly win. Like, that's how I see it going where they actually could build something special here by putting in a little bit of work. Now they have focused on the women's division a lot lately. So maybe they are willing to put in the work, but I think that's the solution to the problem is either send them to NXT, bring some NXT teams up, but you got to start giving this team some wins sooner rather than later. And they can't keep wrestling. This is the problem with having three teams in a division. Cause yeah. what happens when Nikki or excuse me, when Natalia and Shayna, cause they are, what happens when they lose on Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it made sense to have them go against the tag champions and have them lose to continue the story that Nikki has to ditch her gimmick and change something, which yeah, is what, that's what they're going for. But yeah, yeah. So I, to me, it makes a lot of sense and it, it, it eventually will get there. Hopefully I did bring up Natalia. Um, maybe her run in NXT is is over now. I, I think that was kind of a conclusion of what we got on last night's episode of NXT, but she did go over. She did beat Cora Jade in the main event and a show that heavily, heavily uh, featured the women's division, including the, the Futures Tournament, which we'll get to here in a moment. Uh, but a little surprising here, at least to me, in the fact that Natalia went over in this match. Now, Cora did not tap out. She passed out, even though I think there was a little bit of a slip up because at the same time that Cora was asking the referee, and you could kind of see it, whether it was time to go home, Natalia kind of slips and, and falls over and then Cora just, oh, I'm out. So like the ending was a little bit botched, right? Like a little bit of inexperience there. So, you know, whatever. But the story is that Cora didn't tap out, but they still put Natalia over. At the end of the day, this was Cora's best, I think, match overall since coming into NXT. And I think this was her best response by a long shot from the fans. They wanted her to win that match last night. Jeremy, number four here on the five count. 
should she have won the match last night? Because I think she's been given a lot of big losses. I felt like this is a match she needed to win last night. Instead, they give it to Natalia. Well, there are two things here. I was expecting Natalia to win this one for two things. Uh, well, one, after the end of the match, I think there's going to be a rematch. Uh, for two, I think there's still going to be a Natalia and Nikita Lions match somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's uh, we, true. we don't know when the semifinals are going to be. I would assume not next week because you still have the other half of the bracket to go. They're probably going to do the other half of the bracket. So you could do Natalia and Nikita next week. You could rematch. And this this also sets up for a rematch because uh, Cora never tapped out. So you've got two different ways you can go here. So I don't think Natalia's time is done in NXT yet. And I think it was the right call just because I think the main goal was to have Nikita defeat Natalia eventually. Eventually, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of forgot that they had that whole thing because they did have the tag match, right? So I don't know. Last night, especially with Natalia kind of <clears throat> like picking Cora up and hugging her yeah. and doing the whole proud mom thing is like, yeah. hey, I was I was just testing you. Forget the fact that I beat your ass like four weeks ago out of the blue just to set up this match. I was really just testing you. So the hug thing was kind of just like very big show of Natalia to be wishy-washy. Oh, I'm a heel, but oh, I do care about you because you're 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 so young and uh, the potential is there. But um. I just feel like, and in the end, Cora won anyway, because yeah. again, it was a great performance. She got over with the audience. Like in the end, she won. I just kind of felt like she's had a lot of big matches. She hasn't been able to get that big win yet. And I kind of feel the same way about uh, Roxanne Perez here, yeah. uh, even though she's only been wrestling with the company for like three weeks at this point. Have her losing a lot. And it's like, eventually these girls and i get it the, the future is not right now that's why they're the future of the of the women's division eventually they got to pick up some wins i was kind of expecting core to get that win last night they didn't but i can't hate on it what i would have done what i would have done because i knew she was in the building because she posted it on on social media unless it was an old photo unless it was an old photo apparently sasha banks was in florida last night you mm -hmm. got this tag team title match that's coming up on friday could you not have had Sasha show up for some kind of an angle, maybe to help Cora win this matchup? I don't know. I think that would have been something. Might have been something to help you boost some ratings as well if you got Sasha in the building. Um, again, I can't guarantee she was there. Again, that could have been an old photo uh, that she put out on social media. But if Sasha was there and you didn't use her, that that seems like a weird move. To I mean, me. She just could just be down to PC, though, too. It's at 100%. Uh, we did bring up uh, Nikita Lyons as well as the bracket was unveiled and the first two matches did happen last night. Let me get rid of that banner there for those who are watching on the YouTube channel. Uh, the women's breakout tournament is on Nikita Lyons and Fallon Henley already moving on. And then we have two other quarterfinals matchups. Roxanne Perez is going to take on uh, Kiana James and then Lash Legend is going to take on Tatum Paxley. But Jeremy, I mean... I, I don't know what the point of putting on this tournament is because when you put Nikita Lyons in there, she's she's got to be the odds-on heavy favorite to win this whole damn thing. So it's like, what, why, why are we doing this? Because why? she's not going to win it. You don't think she's going to win it? Mm -mm. Who, who's knocking they're, her off? They're going to pull an old Dusty Cup trick and uh, have a team that has not been winning go all the way through and Roxanne Perez is going to beat Nikita Lyons in the finals. I don't even think Roxanne's getting to the finals to be completely honest with you. This to me, 
And I saw a lot of people saying that. I know you said it as well. Roxanne Perez going all the way to the finals. I don't see that just based off of her booking thus far. The story is is Lash and Nikita. That that's the story that they have they have told. They've they already had look, two matches though. They have, but there's still some beef there, right? So it's like eh. That that's the feud that has been going on for the last few weeks. I don't think you put those two on the opposite side of the bracket without them meeting in the finals. I think Tatum beats Lash, to be honest with you. There's always an upset in the tournament. I think Tatum's going to beat Lash and finally get Ivy Nile's acceptance and join Diamond Mind. Um, Possibly. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I I think Roxanne's going to win the whole thing. Uh, I think Tatum's going to beat Lash and, and then have a good match with Roxanne. Uh, I think Fallon and Nikita are going to have a hell of a match too. Fallon's really, uh, Fallon's really uh, improved and it continuously improves from week to week. I thought she looked real good tonight, had some good moves in that match against Sloan. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's obvious that it's Roxanne and Nikita, and I think Roxanne's going to come out on top. And then your one upset's going to be Tatum coming out of nowhere. I would be stunned if Nikita Lyons doesn't win this whole damn thing because she has been booked as like the top. She doesn't need to though. She doesn't she, need she, to. Here's the thing. She's already broken out. Yeah. Right. She didn't need to be in the bracket in the first place. So like when you put her in there, I'm like, what? she's been on TV for four months. What are we doing? Like everybody knows who she is now. She's an internet sensation for all the wrong reasons, but she's an internet sensation. Horny Instagram. My Coming through. Because uh, I, I, I wanted to see, by the way, I wanted to see a, a, a good run for Ariana Grace. And the second she gets matched up with Nikita Lyons, I'm like, well, that ain't happening. By the way, if you don't know, Ariana Grace is the daughter of Santino Morella, and yep. she should be booked as the daughter of Santino Morella. It drives me nuts what? when you have that card that could help somebody get over with the audience and they blatantly ignore it, a la like what they've done with Braun Breaker until recently anyway, when they brought his dad on the television. Vic brought up the Ivy Nile thing tonight, and that's what made me think there's an upset there with Ivy Nile or with uh, Tatum Paxley winning against Lash Legend. Uh, so I, I, I honestly think that that's uh, that's going to happen. We shall see. I uh, got an exciting NXT that they've uh, got next week, especially with the uh, the buildup that they've been doing between Santos Escobar How you doing? And, and Tony D'Angelo. We 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 got this this. Hey, dude, forget uh, about it. We got gang wars at its finest uh, going on in NXT right now. It's going to lead to don't go out in the parking lot. Never go into the parking lot outside of NXT. What are you doing? That is a dangerous place. Del Toro. I forget your, I forget your new first name, but Hey, Del Toro, man, come on. Uh, I don't don't know, but Cruz. Who knows? Why? Why why are you going by yourself, man? Why are you going by yourself? I can't keep all these names together. Never go by yourself, especially when you know you got coming at you. I thought that segment with uh over the phone, I liked it a lot. I I I thought they did a good job with with uh with the phone segment. I enjoyed that tonight. I thought there was a lot to like tonight. Uh yeah. Honestly, another thing to bring up here real quick. I I like the Alba Fire match. I think I oh her entrance is badass. The 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 name still sucks, but what they're doing to try and and incorporate the name, I can I can respect and I can kind of get on board with it. It's a lot better than what the hell they had Casey Cat and Zero, whatever the promo was that she tried to cut. You can tell, right? You can tell who they clearly are invested in here. 
They ain't invested in in Katana Chance. They're invested in Alba Fire. They know what they have in Kaylee Ray. So they're really trying to get this name over. We barely see, you know, Katana on television. Honestly, I don't know why they don't just put her and Caden on the main roster and bolster the damn tag team division. I, I, really I don't know why they don't. I don't know why they haven't held the titles yet. I mean, they've been the longest standing tag team. They're good. Probably. They're good. I don't know. I don't get it, man. There's a lot I don't get. There's a lot I don't understand. I try to make sense of the senseless. Chase, you starting to win me over a little bit more each, each and each day. You know, I, I didn't like it at first, but every week, every week, keep winning it over. And uh, I thought, I thought Bodie is a Bodie as the cheerleader was hilarious when they were when they were celebrating the win. And he's twirling his hair. <laughs> and Tiffany Stratton, that that, that uh, the cross body over the top rope was pretty nice too. There, She's to, pretty impressive. I take hate out Bodie. I hate. I no, excuse me. Uh, hate's not strong enough. I loathe her character. Oh yeah, and, and that's what makes it perfect. Supposed to right? That's like, what I, makes it perfect to pair her with Grayson Waller. Those two were uh, those two were great together, in my opinion. Here's the man. thing: I'm in the minority. I love Grayson Waller. Oh, I do too. I've I've said it on many shows that I'm on ever since uh, the beginning uh, that I've been impressed with him ever since he turned heel. He couldn't draw for shit as a babyface, <laughs> but ever since he turned heel and started that program with AJ, and I thought he performed well with AJ, not only in the ring, but on promos and things. And ever since then, you know, and the LA night feud was great too. Yeah. Look, he can, he can perform. It's just yeah. whether or not the subject matter that they give him. Yeah. The whole, uh, the whole, you could uh, say that with a lot of people in WWE, the whole muscle, the, that looks like Braun Strowman. Uh, th that was dumb. I don't know why they gave him that. He didn't need it. Uh, pairing him with tip. Pairing him with Tiffany, though, that is a great pair. I hope Jeremy, you keep going. Jeremy, it's NXT 2.0. What they do is they take a bunch of shit, yep. they roll it up into a ball, they throw it against the wall, and they see what sticks. This is going to be constant changes. It's going to be yep. fluctuation over and over and over again because it truly is a developmental brand. So you're going to be seeing stuff like this all the time. Just, just strap in and enjoy the ride that is NXT. 2.0 ivy dial making all those men look like bitches tonight i would have been out after about 33 push-ups i, I would have been out point. at about one uh, <laughs> uh and old uh old uh steveson's brother joining diamond mine tonight that's another thing that man what's his name uh i don't know i forget something already drake? was it drake dante something dante dude man that's his name dude bro dude bro uh, hang on Damon Kemp. There you go. Damon Kemp. Here's the thing. This just is another like, thing. Just like Solo, they're pretending he's not a not a brother of of a guy. Ron Breaker, Solo Sokoa, Ariana Grace, and now I already forgot his damn name. Damon Kemp. When you have already drafted Gable Steveson to Monday Night Raw, you have his actual brother who you have decided to strip of his identity. And put him on NXT. When they said the University of Minnesota, I thought Shelton Benjamin was going to join the Diamond Mine for a minute because <laughs> we didn't see him with Cedric. And I'm like, well, we haven't seen him. Maybe, maybe they bring in a vet. Maybe you know it, it would make kind of make sense actually. Might not, but might not have been a bad idea. No. All right, we're way over. We appreciate everybody who's been listening to all 55 minutes of this half hour podcast. Uh, SP3 and myself will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. to recap what is surely going to be 
a fantastic AEW Dynamite tonight. Danhausen's debut. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Very evil. Love that Danhausen. Love that Believe in Pro Wrestling. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. Get your chance to win tickets to Money in the Bank. Join myself and SP3 tomorrow, 7 a.m. here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.